Hey gals, ghouls, and badass days of the world. This is Cass Clark speaking, and I'm wishing you a very, very spooky, scary, creepy Halloween season. And to help us celebrate it, we have a very special episode of our podcast. It's unlike other ones, pretty raw, for the most part unedited, minus a little audio snafus I'll cut out for your enjoyment, and a bit silly. So this time around, to celebrate Halloween, we're playing a game called killer riffs and you're gonna have to tune in and keep listening to see what that means but i promise some top-notch guitaring from ryan who's also a phenomenal guitar teacher and i highly recommend booking him if you're interested in picking up the guitar and strumming a string or two and then in the second half of our halloween special we'll be doing a live commentary watch of trick or treat michael doherty's amazing halloween movie that i have to watch every year and enjoy we'll let you know when we hit play so if you haven't seen it before they're obviously spoilers so try to sync up as best as you can and just come watch with us this is a fun episode and to thank everyone and anyone who's been listening to us wherever you are in the world uh it's kind of rad and also wild that you are but thank you and hopefully you'll have some fun and if you don't know what the hell to do this halloween if you're not feeling trick-or-treating or going out to a party and just want to get cozy with some popcorn and drinks and treats well we're here for you Alrighty, time to have some fun Welcome back, gals, ghouls, and badass days of the world. I am your co-host, Cass Clark. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ryan C. Bradley. Hello. And today we have a Halloween treat. We are going to be playing a little game called Killer Riffs. And uh, what that means is I'm going to do my best to try to guess what iconic horror movie score or song Ryan is going to be playing on the guitar. Killer Riff number one. Halloween? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Killer riff number two. I'll hear it one more time. It's definitely yeah, yeah. it's definitely not scream, but I'm in the ballpark. Is it the exorcist? Yeah, Can yeah, it? your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> Nice. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Oh my God. This sounds so familiar. Oh my God. We left the, the DVD of this menu, uh, the DVD menu of this movie on for like a week straight. And that song just lives in the memory of that rental house. Oh, God. Uh, I can, like, hear it, too. Oh, my God. Fuck. Fuck. The fact that I can, like, sing along to it, too. It's like, I just, in my brain. I know it's my brain. Um, okay. I, I guess it's part of a trilogy. Not oh. quite a franchise. It's a trilogy okay. that had a remake 
in like 2019 or 18. Okay, okay, let's see. 2019, 2018, the trilogy. My favorite part is the word moaning as the melody plays. Okay, so it's not... I'm trying to think of horror trilogies that... Did the entire... Okay, this is definitely cheating. Did the entire, like, trilogy get remade or just, like, one of the movies and they just stopped? One of the movies got re, uh, only the first movie got remade, okay. and the, the trilogy was made in like two were made in I think one of them might have been the '70s, one of them was the '80s, and one of them was the 2000s. So there was like a big gap, and they're like loosely linked. There's not tissues between the trilogy, but they all are part of the same trilogy. It's not Evil Dead because those are obviously connected. Um, God, what the fuck? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, what was remade in the 1819s? Um, uh... It was remade by an Oscar director. I don't think he won, but he was nominated for an Oscar. Trilogies, trilogies. I know I'm thinking of like obscure ones. Like it's definitely not Sleepaway Camp. I know it's bigger than that. There's like, so I'm ones that had like three films are sort of connected that are spread out. The second that you say this, I'm gonna be like motherfucker. I'm gonna be so pissed. You are. Um, it's going to be so obvious too. Oh God. Um, it's not Hellraiser. There's like thousands of those. Fuck. Three movies. It's not the Chuggy franchise, obviously. No, it's not typically like when people talk about it, they don't talk about it as like a franchise as much as they talk about it as like one movie that got a couple sequels in a remake. It's not definitely not the Elm Street movies. Um, no, it's not American. If that helps. It's not American. But it is in English. It's not American, but it is in English. And it has to be popular enough that it got remade. All right, one more final clue, and then, like, I'm just dead. <laughs> Director of this movie produced Dawn of the Dead for George A. Romero. Brought him to his house in Italy and let George just write the screenplay there for a living rent-free, paying for George's food and such. <laughs> What is it? I'm gonna be so mad. Ah! What the fuck? <laughs> ah! Oh! I yeah. Oh, my dog just came over to comfort me. It's okay, Lyra. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. For this next one, I'll be playing the the bass part on an acoustic guitar, so it's not gonna sound that low. like that for a long time and there's little bells in there can you do it again yeah uh, it's not that baseline to nick cave song is it it is it is scream it is yes because i knew i was it like is. there's no way you're playing that like the main riff of it because it's like so like easy to hear it yeah Oh, fuck. Okay, good, 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 good. I would be All really right. ashamed if I didn't get that one. <laughs> We're getting into the, the deep waters here. All right? Mm. All right. <laughs> 
or two. chorus and uh intro to this song well it sounds so familiar um it's so funny it makes me think of that show supernatural like it's like definitely a song that's playing when someone's like like cruel intentions or something like someone's in the car <laughs> and they're just looking out the window moodily um, <laughs> this also has like a lot of distorted guitar in it so, so the acoustic guitar is not quite gonna get that kind of um there's also this really cool bit it's not what it's not queen of the damned is it no no it's earlier than that a lot of distortion a lot of distortion this is also from a major franchise and had a tie-in music video starring the franchise star hmm. okay so if it has a tie-in music video it's definitely not from the 80s it's at least 90s i'm gonna guess I believe it was the 80s i know the first movie in the, the franchise started in the 80s I believe it was 85. I'm not positive off the top of my head. Could you play a little bit of it again? You don't have to play the whole thing, but a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, chorus, verse. Let's do, let's do chorus. was famous for I mean one the guitar playing high vocals lots of fishnet shirts leather pants like classic hair metal band mm. it's uh I'll give you this clue might be too much same director as Scream wrote the screenplay for this one and directed the first installment of the franchise oh he's a nightmare on Elm Street yes Dream wow. Warriors. Oh, Dream this Warriors. Is... Oh. <laughs> the movie three. You're right. Song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Patricia Arquette is in it. Yes. Yeah. Patricia Arquette stars. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. This All is right, kind of when uh, Heather Langenkamp leaves the franchise, I believe, in this one. Oh, yeah. She bites well, it. Up. For a while. Yeah. That's a spoiler right there, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 1988. <laughs> it's 1987. <laughs> Okay, okay, Spoiler okay. for this 36-year-old movie. If this, if that movie was a, an adult, or was a person, it would be like an adult living in his mother's basement. Last one is going to be super obscure. <laughs> the guitar in the film is out of tune, so it doesn't sound exactly the same as mine. I can't make my guitar out of tune in the way theirs is out of tune. I don't know. Um... 
it is an obscure it is the sequel uh, of an 80s slasher directed by a woman in the 80s which i feel like is uh <laughs> there's not like not many yeah um but yeah i think it was like the the franchise itself was trying to push female empowerment in slasher films which is awesome and directed by a woman and it's a sequel it's a sequel yeah uh sequel directed by a woman oh i mean the first one was already directed by a woman i immediately thought of slumber party massacre part two but like yes oh that's it oh, okay <laughs> that's the opening riff to let's buzz i don't know if you remember ah. the killer comes in with his fucking drill guitar and he plays like an entire musical number before he starts killing people oh my god and that's the opening riff i'm gonna have to rewatch it well i didn't do nearly as bad as i thought i would let us know how you did at home listeners um let us know and let us know if you like this like Cass said earlier um, if you all love this, we'll do it again because we had a great time. Yeah. And you can bring in our, our friend Kano Jaguar, who I used to be in a band with and uh, loves synth <laughs> piano parts and uh, drum kit machines. So we can definitely bring out more 80s and more modern uh, horror scores for sure in the future. One, two, three, four. All right, it's fucking cheesy, but you better hit play right now. Oh, I love the title card opening in this movie. They have like it's a little video and then they go through like the comic pages soon. With a nice robot costume. I love how dangled the arms are. Mm -hmm. I love Halloween costumes like that too, where like it looks like you made it at home. You need to just buy it mm -hmm. before. I love the point of view shots too. Mm hmm. The continuity in this film is impeccable. I feel like a lot of like story and story films, like it feels as if it's not well plotted out. Where this one, I feel like for the most part, I know where every character is and what they're doing in the same timeline of like when the events are happening. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty good day. Sleep till you <laughs> still four. That's like who takes down the like Halloween decorations on Halloween night? Yeah.
this is a very good like master class and it's just hate one character mm -hmm. I think that always bugged me about this is like their Halloween decorations are so elaborate that, you know, she had to like help him put all this stuff up. Yeah. There was no person, one person who would do, who could do all of this. Yeah. Unless they don't have kids and then maybe. <laughs> so I just think of like how many arguments they must've had during like setting all this stuff up. If she can't oh, yeah. even like deal with it being out like for the full night of Halloween. Like, she could just be like, no, I don't want to, or I don't want this. <laughs> A very good fake out with the killer. Mm -hmm. And punch buggy orange to all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I love that too, because it shows you how, like, when people are wearing those, like, traditionally creepy masks like that, you don't actually know where, like, they're looking. Like, the shape is scary because it feels like a looming presence or whatever. But you can't even tell if he's looking at you. Smart kids, love it. Mm. Oh, I love a callback. Yeah. Dang. Mm -hmm. Very good opening. Sets the tone very well. Especially the moment when he can't hear her screaming because the porn he's watching is too loud. Yep. And I love it has like such a creep show feel. Yeah. Very yeah, Michael Myers to turn her into a decoration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2007 was a cool year for horror and that like creepy kids were having a moment 
because this came mm-hmm. out as did uh the orphanage which i watched the other night mm-hmm. it's just like little kids with creepy masks over their head Although i don't know if sam is technically a kid that's a spoiler sorry listeners um, we'll meet sam eventually oh brian cox is in this i forgot yes he's great in this oh man i can't even i can't remember who he is in this i'm gonna be so excited to see him i oh, feel like there's a brian fun. cox like that you know and then you see secession and there's like this is like post secession brian cox <laughs> yeah yeah wow. he's also great in super troopers mm-hmm. he's very funny in that why wow, this cast is so stacked I always wonder, do you think like movies like this are successful because they have this cast that goes on to become famous or does the cast go on to become famous because they're in the successful good movie? I don't know. Cause I was thinking about that last night. Cause I was rewatching Friday the 13th and I was like, Kevin Bacon, baby. And he's such a little baby in that movie. But like, I don't think anyone necessarily in that production would have known that Kevin Bacon would have become a big A-list star. But when watching it, you're like, wow, this guy definitely has like, swagger and it, it sets them apart from everyone else on the screen so maybe casting people are just very good and like they have the whole like you got something kid vibe going on but um yeah i don't know it's tough does anything of all the like indie horror films that have great acting and then you just never see those actors again because it's it's hard to get jobs but it's true Ooh, a blood moon. And they filmed this over months. It must have been a ton of fun for the extras just to like have Halloween again and again and again. Yeah. And speaking of um, see that little kid with the little lollipop and the yeah. that is the actor that does play uh Sam, who we've yet to meet. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> the sexy Disney princesses over here with little Bo Peep. <laughs> That's Anna Paquin, who is super famous at this point for playing Rogue in the X-Men movies. 
And a year after this comes out, she'll play Suki Stackhouse in True Blood. Mm-hmm. We're still used to seeing her as a blonde, but I really like her as brunette. It's yeah. just a yeah. commentary on her hair. <laughs> The foreshadowing in all of this is also mm-hmm. excellent. The second, third time you watch this, mm. some of the things they're saying are just uh, perfect for what they're about to do. Yeah, like I still hard to talk about this movie without ruining it. Uh, but I will say my favorite little hint when the dressing room and Anna Paquin's character is not coming out and the girls are just like, we better come out or we'll huff and puff. And they don't even have to finish saying and blow your house down. Oh, yeah. And later on, you're like, perfect. oh, Oh, so good. When you were a kid, did you respect the one piece sign? Yeah, I was. I think I was always just like not wanting to like take the last one from someone else. Hmm. I was good. I bet you took more. Oh, your teens took more. Mm. Oh yeah. We take the whole thing when I was a teenager. Mm. It's not great. That's a good question. When did you stop trick-or-treating? Can you remember? I don't want to say. I was very old. It's okay. I think that people shame trick-or-treating when they shouldn't. I think I was like 16 or 17. Mm. How old were you? I think right around the age, probably close to that age, maybe. Maybe a little younger. Um, Probably around like 13, 14. We're like, you're not quite old enough to party, or at least I'm sure some do, but like you rather like go over to a friend's house and watch scary movies and have popcorns and like snacks and stuff and pass out candy to the kids because you're like, I'm not a kid anymore. Um, so probably around that age. Yeah. Probably like 14, maybe. I'm also very short, so I feel like nobody really cared because I, I still, sometimes people still think I'm in high school and I'm like, I am 33. Huh. Yeah, I got that problem too. Mm-hmm. I was flying out for my brother's wedding and the, they had to pat me down. I was like 28. And the security guard asked me where my adult was. <laughs> this is the best we got, man. There's no help coming. It's just me. I don't care like how much a teacher yelled at me on Halloween. I would a hundred percent not like sit down and listen to a lecture in my free time. I'd be like, goodbye, go home. I would not have uh at his age would not have run away. I'd have felt too like the authority that that man has with his glasses and his tie would stop me. Oh man! Now I'm just thinking of the later reveal, which makes me so happy. It's so dark. Mm. It's good. 
I mean, I do like oh. the spot line, but I do feel like oh, it's so gross. But it is kind of just like nodding to the satanic panic of like the 80s and stuff and into the 90s of like strangers are going to put razor blades in your apples. And it's like, no one's actually doing that. Like that's not yeah. actually happening. I remember reading up on that once and it was, I think it happened like one like to one two time. times. It wasn't like a, everyone got scared of it because it was a national news story mm-hmm. and it made it feel like it was this gigantic thing happening everywhere because you saw it on TV everywhere. Yeah. It's like the whole stranger danger thing where it's like, uh, people learn children away with candy and stuff and i'm sure maybe that that can and does happen but it's like eh, more often than not the call is almost always coming from inside the house oh yeah although if you're a stranger listening you can lure me away with candy i'm on a low carb diet it's so like any chocolate bar comes my vicinity it's just going straight in i can't resist now i will not be tempted by candy but i will be tempted by nachos hmm Great line delivery. Do you think he kills a kid every year? Oh, for sure. Mm. If one. It's one or more every year. Mm. Here is Sam. Yes, his grand debut. Uh, we'll talk more about it as it goes on but my favorite thing about this movie is sam's rules are just very clear and easy to understand yeah and all just comes down to like honoring halloween and not pissing him off by pissing on the holiday (laughs) Mm. So they said this was like in Ohio, right? I believe they do, yeah. That's Which is kind of the perfect like neutral American environment where you can have pretty say. much a little bit of everything. Yeah, I was gonna say I wonder so why it's set there. I feel like when I think of like random America, Ohio is the first thing that pops into my head. (laughs) 
what a line charlie brown's an asshole that's great Oh, God. <laughs> There's a great dark humor through this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy that Michael Doherty did not kill the dog. <laughs> Just gave the dog yeah. a finger of a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. A very clever solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the most part, I feel like I mean, there's definitely a lot of murder in this movie, but for the most part, the kids are okay, but the kids that are not okay are basically just like the assholes. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, Brian Cox! Yeah. Oh, he's that guy. Okay, okay. Listeners may remember him from Secession, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh. Super Troopers. <laughs> Stinks like a dead whore out here. Oh, Brian Cox. Another great line. The kind of thing that if someone else delivered it, would sound horribly offensive, but Brian Cox says it and you're like, oh, of course. What a colorful description. I know, he always takes on these parts that are pretty colorful and I'm just like, I'm intrigued by your, your, your choices here. <laughs> no. I just love how this movie shows how inconvenient it would be to be a serial killer and also a dad. Like oh, it's yeah. just like all the time your kid needs something and has questions and wants to be entertained. It would make it really hard to also focus on covering up a murder. Yeah. Important question. Do you say huh? caramel or caramel? Caramel. Hmm? Do you say caramel? I do. I do. Oh, he's such a dick to his kids. <laughs> You're so right about the continuity. Right?
Yeah, Doherty clearly loved Creepshow. But then it was like, mm -hmm. what if I made like all these stories in an anthology like fashion, like it'd be knitted together over the course of one night, which I think is a great idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because all the little mini stories stand alone and they're um, by themselves, but the connective tissue is what's really fun. Yeah. I'm hoping someone will pick some of this, the horror anthology anthology. Yeah. One of these segments. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to see which one is your favorite. Yes, I love the cutaway shot of that. It's clearly setting up where you think he's going to kill his son, but no, nope, oh, yeah. that's not what's happening. They're making a jack o' lantern out of a neighborhood kid's heads. Yeah, it's a very well done bit. It's so good, and it especially makes the stuff with the kid yelling out the window funnier when you think about it back. because he knows what his dad is doing mm -hmm. <laughs> Another great line. That's perfect. We Oh my goodness. I absolutely love this character so much. Hmm. God, those pumpkins are so pretty. I oh, wish yeah. I could carve pumpkins like that. You have to think that someone on set's job was just to carve jack-o'-lanterns all day. Mm -hmm. Must have been an amazing time.
Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. I love when they cast in like uh, makeup and hair design preteens that actually look like preteens and mm-hmm. not like super glossy high school musical. Yeah. Enough, you look like you're 20, even though you're 12. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. Even watching older movies, like it's always been like you watch someone like, this is an 18 year old. And you look it up like, that's a 27 year old. Yeah. It's really skewed people's like idea of age and maturity. Yep. And then, like, our generation of it. That was definitely stuff that happened, like, in the, the 90s, for sure. And definitely in the 80s. Um, and the 70s, too. But then our generation, it's, like, we have the Disney star generation where everyone is, like, 12, but, like, super sexified. Oh, yeah. It was very creepy. Very weird. Yeah. Oh, this just makes me mad at Scream 6 all over again. Because it's like what I think they were going for in their big opening kill in the city scene. But like, wow, this does it so much better. Like, I love the idea of like, you're getting like killed and hunted in broad daylight with thousands of people around. And like, no, oh, yeah. do. like, that's so scary. I think Scream 2 does it my favorite of any movie. Mm-hmm. with jada at the front of the theater i think the social commentary layered in there is just phenomenal yeah it's so good because it's like not only is it like what is happening that is like so scary but you see the audience realize that they were wrong and just like have to hold that for a beat and be like oh mm-hmm. shit we fucked up <laughs> that's like yeah. oof, it's chilling I just love that transition. Like, what an excellent line delivery there, too, from uh, Oh, yeah. It's so good. Especially after they called her stupid, because it makes it very clear she's probably the smartest of all of them. Yeah, she's definitely neurodivergent. And I feel like what a relatable moment when you're, I've been there for sure. I don't know about you, but like, we go on a spiel and all of a sudden you're just like, cool nobody asked for that uh i'm gonna recover sort of socially by saying something really like simple and nice 
<laughs> yeah, the more time I'm home with my child and not like interacting with people daily, the worse I become at like knowing what to say to regular people. Not everyone wants to hear about how you can put teeth in gums and they'll regrow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. It's so good. Instead of taking the students home, we drove the bus to the bedroom on the corner. This Oh, that's why Macy looks familiar to me. I was trying to place it. 
she's the sister in Dead Like Me. Do you ever watch that show? I've never seen it, no. It's funny because she actually kind of plays uh, a similar character to like Rhonda's character, where she's just like very socially awkward and mm. into like niche things. So it's funny watching her uh, play like more of a devilish role. Have you ever heard the story of the the ghost tracks? Mm-mm, I don't think so. It's a really interesting folk tale about uh, maybe an urban legend would be a better word. So there's a bus, and this is a real story, in Utah that gets taught on the the railroad tracks and a train hits it and they can't get the bus off and the kids all die. It becomes a national news story. And there's a very similar looking intersection in San Antonio. And so people think it's the same intersection. And this rumor starts that if you put your car in neutral on a train tracks, the ghost children will put push your car off. If you put baby powder on the back of your car or something, they'll leave handprints in it. Yeah, um, it actually works because there's a decline and. Uh... Yeah, I think I've heard a variation of that of like. I think if you also put like, your car in a hill or something in general, but I like this one better. Yeah, Celsa Hurtado has a really good book called Ghost Tracks about the one in San Antonio. Mm. If you had to pick between being in a lot of scary movies some of them being good some of them not being good uh or only ever acting in one scary movie but it'd be like a classic like this one what would you pick i want to be in a classic mostly because i'm not an actor yeah <laughs> it's like it'd be great to be in a classic and like be able to say that and like maybe even do like uh convention appearances but i know like some people like were in one movie and they just make convention appearances the rest of their lives and they make a living off it yeah um, that would be cool but i'm not an actor i know that <laughs> what about you i don't know i was just curious i was like oh i wonder what the actor that plays ronda uh sam todd i was like i wonder what like she's doing now and like it seems like she's still within the world of production and whatnot but not nothing it hasn't been in anything acting in a very long time and i was like i wonder if that's mm. like how you feel about that like you're clearly known for this movie. <gasps> Do you see the robot? There's the dead wife that just walked by, who's not dead yet. That's awesome. This is very good continuity. She got grabbed in the uh, 
when the lady got killed by the the vampire guy. Yep, yeah. she got grabbed there too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sydney. Take your ass over here. Beggars can't eat sugar. Yeah, because basically, <clears throat> continuity wise, which I think is really smart the beginning of the movie is actually like the end, the close to the end of the, the timeline of the day. Yeah. This mining equipment should not be accessible by children. That should not be accessible by children or anyone. Yeah, yeah. Would you do that if you like lived in that town and they had that legend to try to see the ghost children? Would you try to see them or would you be like, nope? I would be like, nope. I wouldn't even do Candyman in the mirror. I know what someone made it up. I know Clive Barker made it up. And I still won't do it. She's so sweet. Yeah. It's a really smart writing choice to have the neurodivergent girl meet the neurodivergent ghost kids. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel too forced either. Yeah. I love that in like what 50 years no one got rid of this damn bus they just left it there <laughs> yeah I think it's a funny idea and also that it didn't sink any further than that right
Love a good jump scare. Yeah. Also love the Scooby Doo shot there. My glasses. <laughs> it's so mean yeah this is very very mean especially for the boy who's being nice to her mm -hmm. yeah Oh, yeah, she like whacked her head on a fucking rock. Of course, it hurts. She could have died. Yeah. that's what always gets me about like childhood pranks and things like they never think about what to do after they do the prank you know like after they actually scare someone it makes them really like afraid it's like well okay what now yeah yeah like what is the payoff like congratulations you scared her cool <laughs> You can't leave her alone with no glasses. That's just fucked up. That's like what I'm terrified of. Like, just like doing something. Well, hopefully I'm running from possible ghosts, but like my glasses falling off and not being able to see. How bad is your vision? It's pretty bad. Yeah, mine too.
that's just so satisfying. Even though she did oh, yeah. sentence those three kids to death. Four, I guess. Four kids, yeah. But we have a very much like, like you said earlier, like it's like a creep show morality to this movie. Yeah. Where the people are either dumb and evil or good and will survive. Yeah. Dumb, evil, and dead. That's what I should have said. <gasps> oh, I love this moment. Great sound effects. Great Foley work here. Yeah. Such beautiful parallelism. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting too, because like Sam doesn't really, he literally says nothing, uh, but there feels like there's such a shared, just like knowing sadness between them. Yeah. It's so cool. Was it implied that Sam was on that bus? No, right? Um, no. But I think it's totally possible that like he chose this town because of what happened with that bus. Hmm. Because they never really answer that. I don't like that they don't answer it, but I like to think that since that's like the main story that everything else kind of revolves around, that that's what like doomed this town. Hmm. Another great foreshadowing line, runt of the litter. Mm -hmm. This is a great reversal, too. It's so good.
I love that reveal every time. Oh, yeah. He should have just stayed home with his kids, but he didn't. Yeah. This was his third attempted murder of the evening. I mean, two successes. Successful is probably the right word. Two completed murders. <laughs> two accomplished murders. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I do love that the reveal that they're one and the same, that he's not just hunting kids, he's also hunting like women for sport too. So you have absolutely no remorse over his death. <laughs> the gym teacher who's fucking the something in the hot dog costume, the hot dog costume just got rolled over. Yeah. <laughs> love that. That's such good continuity. I'm glad you pointed that out so I could pay attention to it. Yeah, you can see something in every scene. It's so cool. You can tell like this was a movie that had a storyboard. Oh, yeah. Also, like, there are not enough sexy werewolf movies. <laughs> There's so many sexy vampire movies, but, like, this is, like, probably the only one I can think of, minus Ginger Snaps, where, like, yeah, women get to be sexy wolves. Yes. I haven't seen the Howling franchise. I know there's sex in that, though. Yeah, but I feel like that one, too, is still pretty, like, male-gazy, too. Ah, yeah, that right? sounds yeah. right. Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, obviously Ginger Snaps did it best, but I feel like there should be so many more, like, women werewolf movies, just because, like, I love, love the special effects sequence of they're just yeah. shedding their bodies and their skins and stuff, and just, like, the metaphorical potential, because, like, women shed, but, like, their own bodies every month, so it's just, like, I don't know, so cool. Maybe that should be your next project. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> maybe oh god oh, but look at how cool this is oh yeah I love that's like her sister wolf cheering her on <laughs> she's like yay I'm Sam <laughs> Sam's just watching. He's like, I love a good show. This is great. Perfect like, little kid watching posture, too. Mm -hmm. Great graphic match between his head and the moon there. Mm -hmm.
Oh, such a tiny detail, but I love that the kids holding their candy bags, their pillowcases, because that's exactly how I trick-or-treated as a kid. I just brought my pillowcase. Yeah, I did that. When I was older, I had to do two. So I would like collect one pillowcase worth of stuff and then get a second pillowcase and go the other way from my house. Nice. <laughs> Abandon the candy. <laughs> I meant to ask you during the uh, the prank sequence. Have you, did you, when you were a kid, did you play pranks on people? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Just a little, little costume that he put on his little dog. To oh. make it look scary. That's uh, adorable. Um, uh, um, I definitely had pranks pulled on me. I don't think I ever... I had to have I had to have done some pranks, but not when I was like little. So I think I got more impish as I got older. Um, yeah. What was one? There's definitely one. There was like we had. I had a mutual friend um, in like middle school, and I and this person Kelly Del Santo, who I used to be super close with. I think we definitely pranked him. But I'm trying to remember what the pranks were. I can't think of any good ones right now, but I'll have to think on it. I'll probably edit this. Well, I can't really edit this out. <laughs> Damn it. No, this is, this is no editing. <laughs> I played a series of pranks with a dildo when I was like 19. That culminated with my grandma finding it. Oh, um, what? Was that the I'll intent? You, it's like a 20 minute long story. That I'm not <laughs> trying to talk over trick or treat. I have to leave people in suspense about that. <laughs> Man, I wish I had a parade in, in town that was like this cool for Halloween. I feel like you're pretty close to Salem. I feel like they do. I guess that's true, but I don't want to go to Salem on Halloween. It's too busy. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess I want, theoretically, I want it like on a Wednesday somewhere. Yeah. I feel like the problem with being our age is I want to do all of this stuff, but I don't want to be near that many people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a cute dog he kind of looks like wishbone do you remember wishbone yeah i loved wishbone he looks a lot like wishbone Ooh. that got me <laughs>
I love his wig. It's not like a good wig, but that's part of why I love it. Yeah, I was just thinking of how like they really sold how he's like a hermit, unkempt person by this hair. Yeah. That also made me realize I really like Brian Cox's short hair. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't do long hair ever, Brian Cox. Yeah, I don't know if he has choices at his age. <laughs> if he has short hair and long hair. <laughs> oh, and there's a dog eating the finger. Continuity. Yeah. Yeah. So this time the dad is still alive and is burying a kid next door. This is also what my neighbors see when my dog goes outside and starts barking. I love this too because like it gives more context to why he's so quick to escalate when this is happening when he hears a noise outside because he thinks he's uh -huh. been broken into. Yeah. But first like, oh, he's just a king takerous old man. And you're like, well, yeah, but also there's more going on. <laughs> Every time. Such a great line. <laughs> oh. I love it so much because like it's a very like in one frame you're like something weird is going on here because no human could possibly bring all these pumpkins over in like five seconds yeah Also hilarious to me that he has like 5,000 locks on his door, but he has a doggy door. <laughs> yes. You don't watch I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, do you? I sometimes. See, sometimes it makes me too cringy and I get uncomfortable. But I know that's kind of the point. There's a really good skit about an animal coming through a doggy door. It's very horrific. Very funny. Is that the one where it just turns out to be like a monster? Yeah. Yeah. Chris made me watch that one because he's like, you'll like it. And I, eh, it's pretty good. I do like uh, Sam Richardson and Robbins. His name is like Tim Robbins, right? Tim Robbins? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Sam Richardson has a show called Detroiters. It's really funny. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I didn't know Tim Robinson was part of that. Yeah, it pretty much is like it feels like Broad City if Broad City was in Detroit and starred Sam and, and Tim <laughs> and uh, they were ad guys. So it's pretty funny. I'll check it out. Oh, my God, I can't remember whether or not the dog's OK. And I really hope so. <laughs> The dog did nothing but put on a Halloween costume and be cute. Yeah, I don't think Sam would kill the dog. 
Brian Cox like it, might accidentally kill his own I dog. I know. That's why I forget. I forget how it ends. That was like the big twist in a lot of movies in 2007. Strangers did it in 2000. Oh, spoiler warning. It's the Strangers did it. Yeah. Around this time. I think that's where, like, does the dog die website started in like the late 2000s. Huh. Well, the Strangers did the accidental shotgunning. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was to a dog, it was to uh, gotta make the spoiler more and more specific. Uh, I think I think you get a picture. Excellent, kill someone. I'm so nervous. Love it. Oh yeah. That's really the background right now. And that lights up. Yeah, yeah. You gave me the action figure with the little pumpkin with the light that lights up. Yeah, I love cool. it. I have my little Sam out too. Boop. Oh. This actually, I think this is from when he's watching the werewolf orgy feast. For sure. His hands around his knees like that. For listeners at home, it's a pop Funko of, of Sam. I have a little NECA guy <laughs> that Cass gave me for Christmas a year or two ago. Now you're blessed with Sam, so you won't get hunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a simple, inherently creepy design, too. Oh, suck to suck. Yeah. It's hilarious, though. Oh, ouch. Yeah, he spilled glass shards and candy all down those stairs and razor blades. In that situation, I would not use my hands to stand up. Mm-mm. Just go up on one knee and then go the rest of the way. Oh, God, then your knees will get razor bladed. Ugh. I'd rather have my knees razor bladed than my hands. Uh, no, my I hands would... are way more sensitive. Ugh, I would survive. I would not do my knees too much. I love this. <laughs> this shot's an homage to Alien, right? Yeah, it's a homage to Alien oh. and definitely inspired by Jay Hart, where everything was like climbing in walls. Yeah. One call back to a scene from earlier where he's like, help me, help me. And he's just like, fuck off, you are a bad neighbor. Yeah, also an underlying theme for all these stories is like, don't be a bad neighbor. If you're a bad neighbor, yeah. Sam might kill you. <laughs> and that goes back to like uh, the Odyssey, really. 
because mm. the Odyssey is like a horror story about what happens when you're not nice to your neighbors. Everyone who's mean to Odysseus gets it. Everyone uh, who's hospitable does not. I'm so love the face I just reveal. Love his face reveal. I like audibly yeah. gasp every time. Oh, what a weird little guy. funny but there's definitely like you said earlier there's definitely like pointed bits of humor in there like yeah they already didn't need to make this movie funny it could just be really grim but like that was just straight up like acne tar- like cartoons like oh movies. yeah <laughs> and it wouldn't really be like creep show if it wasn't funny because creep show is also very very, very funny. funny yeah i love that his blood is just like pumpkin guts is it blood or like the brain? I mean, everything is pumpkin guts, I guess. His organs. Yeah, I guess he's just all pumpkin. Yep, just all pumpkin. Pumpkins all the way down. Look on Brian Cox's face is perfect. Just like he's so shocked that he yeah. did this. You also have to imagine this. he's 100% drunk. He's been drinking all night. So imagine oh, yeah. all of this happened to you and you're also drunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You are not serious, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I love you, but you're not serious people. <laughs> oh, such a great line. Such a great moment. He's totally right in secession, too. I know. It sucks that he is right, but, like, he's right. Oof. I also love that they always keep Sam's hands looking like a child's. Like, they could look different or, like, more gnarled or pumpkin but they look like a kid. Which makes it creepy. The fully work for this hand is on point. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just trailing little seedlings. Eh, eh. That had to be a real hand that they shot around. Well, yeah. I bet you they hid an arm in the, uh, the trailing guts. Yeah. Or was a green sleeved arm with the the guts? Yeah. Oh, it's so good though. It's a very cute reassembly. Like the the finger tapping the leg. Yeah. Wake up, buddy. Wake up. Yeah, you're fucked. Oh. 
I think this is like one of the best kill scenes in this one movie. So tense. Oh yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to cheat. Okay, bye. <laughs> Does Brian Cox lives? I feel like I remember him dying. Oh, this is a spoiler. We're live watching. Sam isn't. Sam is done for the evening in this moment. More is to come. That's a tease. <laughs> I love his expression. He's like, oh, it's a what the fuck? <laughs> and here we have a character reveal. <gasps> what is birding? But the photo of the children who supposedly were drowned in the bus. Yeah. And who I was drowned? <laughs> yeah. I love how uh, slapstick his, his healed stuff is. I was like, wow, you... Uh... This is, yeah, like like you said, like Acme Looney Tunes, like bandages. Yeah, and it like makes him look like a mummy too. Yeah. Yeah, so that kid's a straight-up orphan now. He's a murderous orphan. Yeah. Do you think his dad killed his mom? I don't know. It seems likely just because his dad kills so many people. There's the oh. party werewolves. That they almost... That was also... That shot was at the beginning. The kid stepping in front of the, the Audi that stops. Yeah. Maybe it's not an Audi. Maybe it's a Volkswagen. Yeah, and this is like right before he kills the robot mom, Sam. Yeah. Like, I love how to make it full circle, but it doesn't feel forced. Uh oh. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I just love that it's just like the framing of it's just like you motherfucker. Yeah. Um, get you. Has the past come back to haunt you, bus driver? Oh, what a great beat. Yeah. Again, very creep show. And that's it, folks. That is Trick or Treat. Excellent film. Michael Dougherty, genius. Hopefully we'll see more again. I mean, we did get Krampus. So that was great. But oh yeah, I think there might be a Trick or Treat 2 still in the works. Hopefully still happening. Hopefully, yeah. Which is your favorite okay. segment? I was just going to ask you that. Oh, um, fuck, I don't know. I think the most fun one is obviously the werewolf through line. I think the best story is Rhonda's just because it's such a dark, like it's such a dark ending and a part of you is just like, well, like did Rhonda have to be so harsh? But then again, like that scene easily could have played out differently. Like when she fell and hit her head, like she could have died. Like, I think that wasn't lost in her. Like it's not just like the prank. It's that like, she could have just been like, some random kid they killed and like the spooky story they tell every year um so i'm like you know what fuck it they deserve it they suck <laughs> um, yeah what about you deserve it i think my favorite one is the brian cox one mm-hmm. um specifically like the home invasion thing with sam especially the ending when sam tries to stab him and gets the chocolate bar instead mm-hmm. i think that's just hysterically funny and like really encapsulates how important these rules are in this world mm which I think is like the hallmark of the film. Yeah, like celebrate Halloween, give candy, be nice to your neighbor, and kind of just like embodying the old traditional ideas of uh, Samween, of the idea of like, this is to honor like the ghosts and ghoulies and the demons and keep them appeased. And if you don't give them offerings, they're going to cause mischief and chaos um and at some point we stopped doing that and we just like made it more about just eating candy (laughs) yeah yeah and buying costumes from spirit halloween yeah yeah Uh, which i like that they have that in here but it's like a joke it's like they're already wearing a costume and it's just part of their whole thing um but yeah what a what a great film oh yeah i mean the other thing i loved about the brian cox segment oh no i forgot what i was gonna say and we're live Oh no. <laughs> Can't uh, let it, rem- out. Huh? it reminds me a lot of Tales from the Dark Sides, the very first episode. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um George Romero wrote he either wrote or directed it. Um it reminded me a lot of that in a cool way too. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I also like it's so funny because I thought like we were talking about earlier, like Heather sometimes you were like, oh I forgot the story goes this way or like I think I invented a scene in my head in my head there was like a whole nother segment um where we actually find out what happened to the kids in the bus and not just uh, here from from like the girl's perspective of yeah. like because if you're, you think about it you're like wait how did he 
survive but i think it is he just got off the bus and let the bus drop oh, right yeah that's what so. happened yeah that's the implication and it, do you think really think it is just because the parents didn't want to deal with them or that he... it's hard to say because we're definitely like in a cartoon world where we're not right. like having like real emotions and logic you know yeah so it's hard to say in that way um yeah i think because we're in that world the girl is right mm, that tracks Oh, but the other, the thing I meant to say earlier, um, the other thing I love about that bit is that everything actually comes together. Like all the continuity comes together in that segment. And you get mm-hmm. to see like how well crafted this thing was, how well put together it was. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't think about it until you just said it. But when you see Brian Cox's character, like looking out at the Halloween night, you quite literally see each and every story segment at its like final point just before we yeah. go back to the first scene, which is actually the end end of the night. Um, and just having a beat to show that is like, is pretty cool. Cause you could totally miss it if you're not paying attention. I think that's what's so fun to watch this again and again and again is you can see all the little continuity threads blending together and you can like map out like how the entire night went uh, and who survives, not many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Well, thank yeah. you for watching this with me. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. The credits are coming to an end, so we're going to sign off now. But we'll see you all for some regular episodes sometime soon. Have a great Halloween, everybody. Have a great Halloween. Don't forget to give out candy to everybody. And celebrate Sam. We love Sam in this house. (laughs)